Can America run a fair election? Hi, it's Chris. Following the latest voting disaster this week in Georgia's primary, broken machines, inadequate poll workers, eight-hour lines, voters who simply gave up and left, the question's been raised again. To answer it, Rick Hassan, Chancellor's Professor of Law and Political Science at the University of California, Irvine, and author of the new book, Election Meltdown, Dirty Tricks, Distrust, and the Threat to American Democracy. I spoke with him a few weeks ago and began by asking if it's too extreme to wonder how a democracy survives if the voting process isn't trusted. No, I think that's the right question to ask, because that was the motivation for the book. There was this moment in the 2016 election, right after one of the debates between Trump and Clinton, where there were questions about whether Trump would accept the election results if he lost. And he gives this speech uh, at one of his rallies, uh, and he says, uh, yeah, I'll totally accept the results of the historic great presidential election. And then he pauses, looks at the camera, points and smiles and says, if I win. And mm-hmm. I found this to be a really troubling episode because how does democracy work? It works that we hold a free and fair election. The losers are not happy, but they accept the results and say, we'll fight another day. And that's really not something Americans really thought about. I went back, I saw a blog post I wrote when Barack Obama was inaugurated in January 2009, remarking on how we had this peaceful transition of power. The losers accepted the results. We went from a conservative Republican to a liberal Democrat. There was a lot of pomp and circumstance and celebration. And, you know, that was, you know, just totally acceptable. And in the last decade or so, things have deteriorated where people come up to me and they say, you know, I'm worried about the upcoming election. Uh, I'm worried about, uh, you know, what if Trump won't leave if he loses? Or, uh, you know, some Republicans worry that Democrats are going to treat Trump as uh, as an illegitimate president, uh, and some think they already do treat him that way. So we're in a precarious position because democracy depends on this kind of trust and When you lose that trust, it's hard to build it back up. What about the actual equipment? You worry as well about, say, an electrical grid attack in Detroit or Baltimore or massively long lines in Atlanta. How does incompetency factor into this electoral concern that you've got? Well, the news media loves focusing on the snafu, right? That's exactly what happened in Iowa. And we're going to have a lot of election officials using new machines, new rules in the 2020 elections in some places for the first time. So I'm worried about, for example, Pennsylvania, where they've switched from it's hard to vote by absentee to everyone can vote by absentee. There's going to be days long delays. We know there's a history of problems of administration in in parts of Pennsylvania. It could be the Trump's ahead on election night. And as the totals come in in the days past, at days after that, He loses his lead to the Democrat. You know, you can imagine a situation where there's lots of claims of fraud and manipulation when, in fact, all it is is election officials trying to catch up with the backlog. And that's why I think it's very important for election officials to be transparent and explain what's going on, because even if they're trying to be competent, but they're slow, people are going to have suspicions in this hyperpolarized era. But there are going to be some places where it's not just going to be slow, there's going to be a mess up. And we just have to hope that it's not in a place where it's really going to matter to the outcome, because that is where the election lawyers go, that is where the media goes, and I think that really undermines confidence when you see, for example, to use another example from the book, in Detroit in 2016, Green Party candidate Jill Stein called for a recount of the presidential vote, and the poll worker incompetence was so great in Detroit that they actually could not recount the votes. Yeah. 
And that is just a basic failure. You asked me earlier, you know, what is a fair election? Well, one hallmark of a fair election is that you can recount the votes and get substantially the same results. Mm. And they couldn't do that because of incompetence. And And there was an investigation, I should say, by the Republican Secretary of State who found incompetence, not any kind of attempt to steal the election, but, you know, still such a huge problem. Voter suppression, pockets of incompetency, dirty tricks, claims of stolen elections. Those are basically the four worries that you have. Help us out. What are the solutions? Well, you know, we can talk long-term solutions in 10, 20 years, maybe, when things are a little less hot, maybe, like moving to nationalized nonpartisan mm-hmm. election administration with uniform rules, uniform machines, and all of that. We could talk about improved civics education so people understand what the value of a fair election system is and, and about accepting the loss and moving on. But I'm concerned about triage. What can we do in the next nine months? And here, kind of the tools that we might think of to resolve election disputes, we'd be concerned. In 2000, we had a disputed election. It ended when the United States Supreme Court sided with one candidate and the other candidate conceded. Would such a thing happen today? Would Democrats accept a Supreme Court decision that sided with Trump if all the Republican appointed justices sided with Trump and all the Democratic justices sided with his opponent? Are there people we could trot out who everyone would accept as fair arbiters? You know, Colin Powell was somebody who was suggested in 2016 that Obama might rely on if Trump wouldn't concede. Hard to know who those people are that would be accepted by the vast majority of the American people today. Are there going to be protests in the streets? Would they turn violent? I mean, that's not how we want to resolve our elections. So really the best chance of avoiding a meltdown, I hate to say it, in 2020 is there not being a close election. Because if it's such a blowout one way or the other, then it's really hard to make the claim that I really won when I lost or for the losers to really believe that they won. But that's not something we can really count on. 